Joe Rogan, the guy who had an aversion towards Christianity. There's certain people that are just really dumb and they really aren't capable of thinking about deep They're not capable of pondering the, the really insane question of what this life is. They're not capable of it. So religion, I've always felt, is like a nice scaffolding for people like that. Because the New Testament is utter It's created by a bishop and emperor. That's a fact. That's like established religious fact. Yes, that Joe Rogan who you just saw, he's more open to the idea of faith, religion, and Christianity in general. We've seen Joe Rogan in the past have guests on who are Christians, who are new converts to Christianity, and now he has somebody on his podcast, Stephen C. Meyer, who is well-versed in Christianity and in science. Joe Rogan, he might be leaning, you know, trying to learn more about the faith. Hopefully, one day he can come to belief in Messiah. But let's jump into this video, Joe Rogan Podcast, episode 2008, Stephen C. Meyer. Further, you were saying something about, and I'm paraphrasing, but whatever this intelligent thing is, creating us somehow or another in its image or somehow or another thinking the way it thinks. How, do you, how did you say that again? Yeah, this was this was the idea of the early scientists who got science going. Was the, the, this was the idea of who? That this was the idea of the early scientists. These early scientists were Christians, believers in Jesus. So for someone to say Christians hate science, or for Christians to hate science, Christians, you don't know your history. And if you're a non-Christian, you don't know your history as well. The reason why Christians did science, because they were Christian, to be honest. That's the truth. And I'm not talking about science worldwide. This is the 1500s in the West. Modern science, the way we see it now, is because of Christians. Believers in Jesus. So if anyone can make the claim and say that God and science is like oil and water. It doesn't mix. Or if someone can say that God and science is like sugar and grits. To me, that doesn't mix. Now, that is not God. God and science goes hand in hand. The two work well together. I mean, perfectly together. The, the, the way they've talked about it was the intelligibility of the universe. It was intelligible. Mm -hmm. It could be understood by us because our minds had been made in the image or likeness of the creator of the universe itself. Isn't it just possible that mm, our minds So are our minds can understand the universe because our minds were made by the one who made the universe, not made out of chaos. See, if the universe, in my opinion, was made out of chaos and our minds were made out of chaos, how can these two coexist? How can that really work out? The reason why we can understand the physical world so good because our minds were made to process this physical world and understand it by the one who made it. Now, the chaos just erupted, just out of the blue chaos erupted. How could our minds really understand all of this chaos? I just don't know how that will work out. And it doesn't work out. Our minds were made by this intelligent being called God, we call him God, 
and he made this intelligent world and he gave us the mind to understand this physical world that we live in. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that amazing? I think so. It's phenomenal. And curious. And so we're trying to figure out what all these things are and what DNA is and what molecules and that we're trying to figure out. Yeah, I think our minds can be complex and curious. That is true. But just because our minds are complex and curious doesn't take away the fact that we still have a God who's intelligent and made our minds and made the universe. The two can work well together. The very fiber of existence itself. What, what, what is it made out of? Wouldn't any curious, self-aware creature start to contemplate these things? And if, it's, if it really is an intelligent force that made us to think the way it thinks, why would it have war? Why would it have murder? Why would it have all the horrific crimes that we see, drug addictions? Why would it create us in a form like that? Yeah, I mean, there was a... So, this is the problem of evil. I don't think God created us. No, I know God did not create us in this form to commit evil, to do wrong to our neighbor, to do wrong to our brother, our sister, our mother, our father, our grandmother. God did not design us in that way to do that. Hey, I'm designing you to carry out this task to kill someone. No, God is not and will not in nowhere in scripture do we see something that wild happen where God creates humans just to kill or just to do wrong. We do wrong on our own. We have our own free will to do so. I mean, the background of this, let's start with the first question. I'll get to the second question. It's a equally equally profound and good question. The, um, the, 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 the historian, historians of science have asked a, a question. It's the why, why then, why there question. We've had all these great civilizations. Egyptians made the pyramids, as you and I were talking about. We had the, um, uh, the, the Chinese had gunpowder. The Romans built aqueducts. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, in Western Europe, in the 16th and 17th centuries, and I think, I think the antecedents for, the, for that go back a little further, uh, you get these very systematic methods for study, studying nature arising, and you get this concern to use mathematics to describe the order in nature, and you get this incredibly productive. Uh, historians of science call it; they call it the scientific revolution. Something really dramatic changes, mm-hmm. and and it's different than other civilizations. And as they they've examined what happened, they said, well, the material. You know, the, the material substrate or the things you would need to do science were in all the other cultures, and there were many great cultures. But this, this systematic method of studying nature uniquely arose in Western Europe in a particular time, in a particular context. And many, many historians of science have come to the conclusion that the, the thing that was the, the difference that made the difference was the worldview, was the philosophical assumptions of those Western European scientists who were almost entirely coming out of a Judeo-Christian worldview. And one of the key assumptions that they had was that, that systematic study of nature was actually possible. It would, it's, it's actually very hard to do science. It's very hard to see a pattern in what can initially seem to be a chaotic jumble of, of, of sense data. 
And these, these thinkers had the conviction that there were such patterns, there was rationality, there was order behind things, because there was a God who had made the universe to be orderly and to be understood. So that was just one of those thought differences or th differences in thinking that historians have identified as a, as, a, as a key feature that explains why the scientific revolution happened where it did. Um, and that's, that's not to say that uh, the only people that can do science once it gets going are people who, of religious faith, but it is to say that the people with a particular religious faith had a reason to pursue science that apparently uh, other cultures did not have to the same degree. Do we know that for a fact, though? Because there, there's a lot of this certain this particular religious group had a reason to pursue science. Think about that. This religious group, for some reason, had this desire to pursue science. They were Christians. They were Christians. These are not non-believers. These are Christians. Because of their faith, it gave them a push to dive into science, to learn more about the universe. That didn't, the universe didn't scare them away from their faith. Their faith actually gave them more courage, more hope, more energy, more fuel to study science and understand it. So science then pulled them away from God, like, okay, I'm taking you away from the faith because you need to do science. But no, the faith in God, the faith in Christ pushed them, motivated them to do science. That's impressive, man. That is impressive. We don't talk about that enough in the church. We run away from science. We run away from that and we say, oh, it's of the devil. When it's not. The first scientists, well, I can say early scientists, were believers in Jesus. And that's a good thing, not a bad thing. Evidence that we've lost some civilizations. We've lost a lot of their knowledge, the burning of the Library of Alexandria. We, we don't really know that much about what they knew. Obviously, they had some incredibly complex mathematics if they built the pyramids. We know that. We, we know there had to be measurement. We know there had Yeah, I'm not, I don't think Stephen is saying, like, Joe, there was no such thing as science until Christians came around. I don't think he's saying that. He's just saying, like, hey, Christians... The reason they did science was because they were Christians. <laughs> that was the reason. That's the foundation for them doing science, which can tell you, like, hey, Christians are not anti-science. Christians don't hate science, as we see in the media now, and a lot of Christians don't want to talk about science or hate science in general and think science is the antichrist or of the devil. When you just do some simple research, you can see early Christians had no problem with science. Not taken away from any other people group before Christians. Not saying that they didn't do science, but just saying, hey, Christians, in this context, they did this science because they were Christian. It had to be like some very complex geometry in order for them to figure out how to do it correctly. 
Well, certainly there may have been other things that have gone on that we didn't know about and that were lost. The, the thing that – the only point I was making was that the people who got science going in the 16th and century, 17th century did so mm -hmm. for a discernible – uh, religious sure. reason, if you will, and that's that is just a, a fact of history. And but that doesn't and, necessarily mean they were correct. Well, it did. It does mean that they they generated a very fruitful way of investigating nature. It certainly aided yeah. them. Yeah, and it, it it probably motivated them in a lot of ways and guided them in a lot of ways. But it doesn't. No, it's not saying doesn't mean that Christians are correct. But this is just pointing out the mere fact that Christians do not hate science. That's all I think Stephen is trying to say. Christians don't hate science. The reason that we have science today, you can credit that to Christians. Early Christians believing and studying science because of their faith. Impressive. Necessarily mean that they're correct in that assumption. No, it it, it no, I and I wouldn't argue for the the um the correctness of a theistic worldview simply right. on the basis of the fruitfulness of science. But it is a fact of history, I think, that a theistic worldview was a very important motivator for those early scientists who did get science going, and that science did turn out to be very fruitful. So, Which is probably a very good point to I have, give I have, to people I have other arguments atheists. for theism. No, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. But for people that are atheists, yeah. you know, that widely dismiss religion as being silly, like, well, or or, is, an, or anti science, right? Anti science, you know. but it's literally probably the birth of science, as far as we know in the Western world. Yeah, I I, I know you've had you know uh, Neil Tyson on your show, yeah. you know, and he he makes this claim that Newton's science uh, was a dead end, or Newton's religious beliefs led to didn't lead to any good questions. They were a dead end. Uh, he had great. When did Neil deGrasse Tyson say that? I haven't heard that before. I'm gonna have to look into that one. Saying that Isaac Newton's science was a dead end because of his religious faith? Oh, my goodness. Just taking a stab at one of the greatest scientists of all time. I don't, Neil really, did Neil really say this? It's pretty freaking insane if he did. Like, that's crazy. Scientific insights, but his religion was, was bad news for science. But... Um, uh, it turns out Newton didn't make the God of the gaps argument that Tyson accused him of making and many other people have accused. And uh, it was his greatest work, the, the Principia, the, his work on gravitation, was meant to, dis to display. It, it was partly a religious project. He was trying to, to demonstrate the principles, the mathematical harmony that had been built into creation by the creator. And he later writes a theological epilogue to the book called The General Scolium, where he makes the, the religious motivation for his scientific work completely explicit and ends up making design arguments right in the, in the context of that work. So uh, th this is, I, I just think it's, um, it's something that persuaded me that about theism initially before I encountered any scientific arguments for it mm -hmm. was this whole question of the reliability of the mind. On what basis can we trust in the reliability of the mind? One very good answer to that is the mind was created by the same God who created the world and that God created structures of the mind that allow us to know the world around us. That Y'all let me know what you think about this video in the comment section below. Christian scientists. Christians don't have to run away from science. If you like science, let me know in the comment section below. If you think science is of the devil, let me know that in the comment section below as well. But this is a clear example. Christians 
are not anti-science. We don't think science is the antichrist. And God and science is not like Shaq and Giannis at the free throw line. You put those two free throw skills together, you still would shoot under 40%. They don't work out. But in this situation, God and science work hand in hand. It's a glove and it's a nice fit. Y'all let me know what you think about this in the comment section below. Until next time, peace.